Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, July 6, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got some news. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell tells us in an interview that the U.S. should not sell advanced American fighter jets to Turkey until it ends its blockade of Sweden's NATO accession. Number two, we've got to look at an expensive Democratic primary in New York State to watch. And number three, the canvas Capitol Hill and how bipartisan support for a TikTok ban is wavering. All right, let's get to it. We are leading Punchbowl News AM with some news this morning from our very own Andrew Desiderio, who got an interview with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell who's telling us that the United States should not sell advanced American fighter jets to Turkey until it ends its blockade of Sweden's NATO accession. In an interview ahead of next week's NATO summit in Lithuania, McConnell backed Senate Foreign Relations Committee Chair Bob Menendez's hold on the proposed sale of F-16s to Turkey. McConnell's position helps ratchet up congressional pressure on an ally that has stood in the way of historic expansion of the Western Military Alliance. He told us in an interview Wednesday, quote, I'm one of those who are not in favor of the F-16 sale to Turkey until the admission of Sweden gets behind us. Securing Sweden's accession to NATO has been a top priority for the United States in the run-up to next week's summit, seeing it as yet another symbol of strength for the West amid Russia's war with Ukraine. But Turkey's objections over unrelated matters are preventing the country's formal admittance, which requires ratification from all NATO members. Here's what President Joe Biden said about the holdup on Wednesday after meeting with the Swedish prime minister at the White House. Biden said, quote, I want to reiterate the United States fully, fully, fully supports Sweden's membership in NATO. The bottom line is simple. Sweden is going to make our alliance stronger. While the Biden administration has insisted that the F-16 sale and Turkey's approval of Sweden aren't connected, we scooped on Tuesday that the State Department is now actively working Menendez over his objections to the sale with the hope that it could prompt Turkey to relent on Sweden's NATO admittance. McConnell is one of four lawmakers with the power to hold certain military sales. Menendez's office declined to comment on McConnell's support for the New Jersey Democrats' position. Menendez has previously said Turkey's human rights record, as well as its encroachments into Greek airspace, are also reasons for his opposition to the F-16 sale. McConnell, though, is focused squarely on its foot-dragging when it comes to Sweden. McConnell's backing here is notable as the Biden administration tries to potentially dangle the F-16 sale as a bargaining chip or NATO expansion something McConnell pitched as one of the best ways to counter Russian aggression. The GOP leader also backed McNendez's counterpart in the Foreign Relations Committee, Senator Jim Risch, the Republican from Idaho, in his decision to block any arms sales to Hungary, whose government is also holding out on approving Sweden's NATO entry as a way to buttress Turkey's position. McConnell said, Risch's move is an appropriate use of Congress's authority over weapons sales, adding, this could all be solved if Turkey and Hungary do the right thing. A half dozen senators will be heading to Lithuania for the NATO summit next week, something we'll be closely tracking. Expansion of the alliance and continuing support for Ukraine will be at the top of the agenda. 
All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. A very interesting look by Max Cohen at the Empire State headache. Democrats have been fixated on winning back New York's 17th district ever since Republican Representative Mike Lawler knocked off the sitting DCCC chair Sean Patrick Maloney last fall. The defeat of the House Democratic campaign arm leader, even amid better-than-expected midterms for Democrats, was an embarrassing reminder of the party's collapse in New York's suburbs and excerpts. But before Democrats can turn to defeating the vulnerable GOP incumbent, a competitive primary between former Representative Mondaire Jones, the Democrat from New York, and Liz Whitmere Garrity awaits. Jones has been forecasting a political comeback in New York 17 for months and finally made his move official on Wednesday. But Garrity, a first-time politician who is also Michigan Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer's sister, has shown fundraising strength and raked in an impressive $400,000 during the first quarter of the year. Democratic campaign operatives who we spoke to still believe Jones is the favorite in the primary, given his high name recognition dating back to one term representing swaths of the current 17th district. But the expensive primary may sap resources for a must-win election for Democrats looking to flip the House blue. In an interview Wednesday, Lawler blasted Jones as a, quote, guy who voted 97% of the time with AOC and who supported the defund the police movement in 2020. He added that Jones supports New York's disastrous cashless bail laws. Jones's launch video notably featured a police officer saying that Jones funded the police. It was a clear sign his camp recognizes that law enforcement messaging will play a major part in this race. Issues concerning crime, bail reform, and homelessness dominated the New York gubernatorial election in 2022. Then-Representative Lee Zeldin's campaign was credited with boosting GOP congressional bids in Long Island and exurban New York. Lawler also took a hit at Jones's decision to leave behind the suburban New York district to run in the New York City-based 10th district, primary in 2022. Of course, Jones was a significant casualty of the brutal 2022 redistricting process in New York and saw his district combined with Maloney's. When challenged, he ran away and moved to Brooklyn, Lawler said. His constituents will treat him with the same disrespect that he showed them while serving. Meanwhile, the endorsement race is heating up. Emily's List and elected Democratic women, two important Democratic groups whose goal is to increase female representation in Congress, are backing Garrity, Notably, elect Democratic women is chaired by Representative Lois Frankel, the Democrat from Florida, and has a number of sitting members of Congress on its board. On Jones's side, the LGBTQ plus Victory Fund backed him shortly after his campaign announcement. Going to be an interesting race to watch for sure. Let's move on to the number three item of the morning. Really interesting item coming out of the Canvas Capitol Hill. More than half of senior Capitol Hill staffers, 55%, say their boss supports banning TikTok in the United States, according to our latest survey, the Canvas. Support for legislation to block the social media platform is more popular amongst Republicans than Democrats. Our findings for this month show that the majority, 73% of Republicans, would back banning TikTok, while only 38% of Democrats are in agreement. In April, there was more GOP support at 82% for banning the app compared to just 31% 
of Democrats. Of course, this issue has been hot on Capitol Hill, with TikTok facing heavy scrutiny from both sides of the aisle. The company's CEO appeared for a contentious hearing in Congress this spring. Then, of course, in early March, Senate Minority Whip John Thune and Sen- Senator Mark Warner, the Democrat from, from Virginia, introduced a bill that would require the House Energy and Commerce Committee to evaluate and identify foreign technology companies that have a presence in the United States. At the same time, Senator Marco Rubio, the Republican from Florida, was pushing legislation that would outright ban TikTok. It is still likely that Congress could tackle issues concerning the social media app in the future, but clearly the latest survey showcases just how contentious and difficult getting something passed may actually be. And with that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it on social media. Give us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also dig deeper on all of these stories and more with our free morning newsletter. You can sign up for that at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.